Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I want to share um, some truths with you, with you, and I'm just going to call it power prayers. Power prayers. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm going to share any new information with you, but have you ever had Scripture that you know, but it becomes alive and fresh to you again? Well, that's kind of what happened with the Scripture that I'm going to share with you tonight. So when you hear it, don't cut it off and say, oh yeah, I already know that. Let's, let's look at this in the same way that I feel like the Holy Spirit ministered to me and allow Him to do that with you, okay? Father, just we invite you as I share the word tonight to come in to speak to us. Lord, your word is living and active, and I thank you that it produces fruit in our lives and it does not return void. I yield myself to you, and we thank you for an impartation of the anointing upon your word here tonight. And if you're in agreement with that, say amen. amen. Okay, so we're talking about power prayers um, let me read you, let's just turn over there, Psalms uh, 110, Psalms 110, and we're going to look at verse number 2, and it says here, the Lord shall send, send has to do with the future time, doesn't it? The Lord will send, we're living in the future times when this was written, okay? The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Now, where is Zion? Zion is a type of the church. If you read in the Old Testament, you will see that. And in the New Testament too, Zion refers to the local churches, the universal church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where Zion. And he said, the rod of thy strength. What did he say here? The rod of thy strength out of Zion. In other words, the strength and the power is going to come out of Zion. Are you in Zion? I'm in Zion. We're the church. And he said that there's going to be a rod of strength that is going to come out of the church. Now, if you look around today, you may see anything but strength. You see weakness. You pe see people falling. You see people giving up. But he said out of Zion is going to come a strength in the middle of the church. Well, why would a strength come? So that we could show our muscles? No. So that we could, this rod of strength that has to do with rulership, that has to do with dominion, that has to do with a takeover, if you will. This rod or this ruling power is going to come out of Zion. Now, I'm telling you, if, if we can get a hold of this, we can shake Knoxville. We can shake 
the world. We can shake the devil out of our lives and our families and the circumstances that we're involved in. But he said this rod or this rulership or dominion is going, is going to have a strength to it that is going to come out of the church. So when I talk about power prayers, I'm talking about a prayer you pray that's got authority See, we hear that word, we hear the word, oh yeah, yeah, we got authority. Yeah, but what does that really mean? It means you have ruling power in the middle of the church and you don't have to lay down or take things that the enemy wants to bring into your life. You have something that you can do about it. But I feel so weak. I feel so helpless. I know I've been there, but we are not helpless and we are not weak. Those are, that's a lie of the devil to get us to buy into it, to believe it. So we give up and stop standing, praying these powerful prayers and taking this rod of the spirit, if you will, which is your rulership and taking dominion. We need to take dominion. You know, the first time I, I ever experienced uh, something like that in my life was when we first started this church, and I had several experiences. And I remember one of the experiences, I was in a time of prayer, and I, you know, I, I pray for the church, the services, and the body here, and all of that, and I, I've done that for years, and so I, I get... You know, I get in that place of prayer. And I look over, and I, I look over, I'm, I'm, I'm really, at that particular time, I was praying over the church, but I was praying over the city for the spirits. You see, there's been a warfare that's gone on for many years, almost 40 years now. And we were dealing with that. A spirit of mockery. A spirit of mockery. And as I was praying, that spirit appeared to me. Now, I know that may sound flaky, and I know it may sound funny, but either I saw it or I didn't, and I saw it. And I saw that thing, and my tendency is to get nervous, intimidated, fearful. That's my natural but I wasn't natural. I was in a power prayer at that particular time. And, you know, the Lord told me, He said, you stand against it, you bind that thing up, you rule! You rule it instead of letting it rule the way it has in this city year after year and generation after generation. Stand against it. Rule in the middle of every demon power. And so, feeling fearful, feeling, I didn't say I was, I was feeling it. I took off, headed right to where I saw that thing. Deal with it. Deal with it. But see, I'm not talking about a strength in yourself. Because that I don't have that strength in myself. I have that strength in my spirit. Not in my flesh. Not in 
who, who I am naturally, but who I am supernaturally. And see, you have that same thing too. Some of you, you, you've got things for generations that have been going on in your family. And do you know that you need to take this ruling power and you need to do something with it in your family? Draw the line and then march right toward it. No more. No more. And you can see things changed. Like that day, I didn't see anything. As far I saw the spirit, but I didn't see the changes instantaneously. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it began to change. It began to change. And it has no choice but to change. Amen? So, he said that, there's a rod of authority that's in strength that's coming out of Zion. And he said, when it comes out, this is given not to ooh and ah over it, but it is given to rule. Rule thou where? Rule in the middle of the church service. Rule during the praise and worship. Rule at the fellowship parties. No, that's not what he said. What did he say? Rule in the midst of your enemies. Let's say that. Rule in the midst of your enemies. What it means is you're in the middle of a situation and things are going on and you feel very weak, fearful, and intimidated maybe the way that I did. But he said, at that moment, out of the church is going to come a strength and it is going to be able to give us an ability to rule. If we can get a hold of that and not just see, oh yeah, that's that little charismatic thing. No, it is not that little charismatic thing. That is that powerful truth that comes from the Scripture for believers who will dare to latch hold of that. And I do. I do. So he tells us to rule in the middle of our enemies. Well, I just feel so weak. I know sometimes you need people to stand with you, to undergird you, to help you. I know what it, it feels like to feel weak. I know that. I know what it feels like to feel like you can't do something, but I'm telling you, it, it's, it's that old saying, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And if you don't have anybody to encourage you, then encourage yourself. That's what David had to do. You remember that? They were in zigzag. Do you remember that story, zigzag? You know what that word zigzag means? It means overwhelming despair. He was in zigzag in the middle of overwhelming despair where his, the families had been uh, kidnapped and taken by the enemy. And all, all the men got back and they, their children and their wives and had been taken. And, and they just began to wail. They just began to cry out to God. And in the middle of that, they even talked about uh, turning on David as their leader. But the Bible says he began to encourage himself. We can learn a lot about being a Christian and being a strong Christian from David. Did you know that? He, so many times he just had to turn from circumstances. Circumstances are here and he would have to turn around here and he would have to speak and he would have to act. 
differently than what was facing him here. And so those guys, you know, the army around him, his army, they were talking about, you know, killing him. And, and so what he had to do is he had to begin to encourage himself. And there are times that we have to encourage ourselves too. Thank God he can send people to encourage us, but if they're not there, encourage yourself. Well, I just can't do that. Yes, you can. Okay, um, Matthew 18, 19. Now, remember I told you to be opened right now? Because when you hear that, oh, yeah, I know what that is. That's a prayer of agreement. Did you know that that is a power prayer when we talk about the prayer of agreement? You can pray, can't you? You can pray. I can pray. We can lift our own prayers up to the Lord. But here, we have been given a truth, a powerful truth from the Scripture that tells us if we will get someone to agree with us in prayer, that it will change whatever you ask, it will be done. It will change. Things will change. Well, he said you can pray on your own, but if you want increased power, then you need to get someone to agree with you. So I started thinking about that, and I started thinking about some things that have to do with agreement. Now, for someone to agree, you must share your points that you want agreement on. I'll have people say, well, would you agree with me about that? I don't think the, the powerful prayer of agreement is something that is flighty, that you need to give some time and some thought to what you want to happen. And then when you ask someone to agree with you, you need to tell them what you want them. Oh, you mean I have to tell you what I want you to agree with me? How am I going to agree with you if I don't know what you're asking? What are you asking the Lord for? So you need to be specific and you need to have things that you want a person to come into agreement with you knowing that it is a powerful prayer. It will change things and things will not remain the same. So you, you tell someone what it is you want them to agree with you on. Now I'm going to tell you something. You don't just get anybody to agree with you in prayer. You get people that you know that will be in harmony with you. And if you read uh, Matthew 18, 19 out of the Amplified, let's just put it up there. You, you will see what agreement is. Let's just look at Matthew 18, 19 out of the Amplified. Can we look at that for a moment? Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree... This is what agreement is, according to the Amplified. Harmonize together, make a symphony together. Now, that not that, that's so poetic, isn't it? I love that. And, and a symphony, a symphony is where the instruments play beautifully, and, and there's such a blend, and it's not one instrument standing out over the others, but it's a real blend. There, there's unity in it. There's a beautiful sound that comes out of it. There's harmony 
there's symph a symphony that's being made. And I believe that a, a powerful prayer of agreement is beautiful in the sight of the Lord. We know what God thinks about prayers. It's so important to God. If you read in the book of Revelation, what does God do with prayer? our prayers? He says they're stored in vials. And then they're opened before the throne of God, and God is worshipped with our prayers. Why? Because our hearts, our lives, our dreams, our aspirations, our belief, our trust, all of that is in those vials. And when it's opened up, what a sweet-smelling fragrance before the throne of God of our prayers. So when you come together, and let's put it back up, and when you make a symphony together, it's powerful. And, and it says about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. What a promise. That's a promise to wake you up tonight. Amen. Now, and it also tells us, look here, and he said, um, anything that they ask of my Father which is in heaven, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Who is God? He told Moses, he said, you tell the people, I am that I am. And the great I am says that you, whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, whatever you ask, He will do it for you. Now, we know that when you come together, and one of the reasons I'm calling this power praying is because this agreement has to do with multiplication, doesn't it? One can put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. What does that mean? You multiply in prayer power, isn't that right? You have multiplication when it comes to the prayer of agreement. You pray by yourself, and there's power in it. But you pray with someone else, and it multiplies greatly. You can see that one can put a thousand to flight to ten thousand. Okay, think about this. It's prayer layering. Well, bless God, I just believe if I pray in faith, it'll be done. Well, I believe if you pray, it will too. But I'm going to tell you something. There's some things that are tougher and stronger, and you're going to need something a little bit different sometimes. And it pays to know what that is. And so this layering in prayer, if you will, is so important in the body of Christ. And we in the body of Christ don't take advantage of this prayer of agreement the way that we need to because it's powerful. Whatever we ask will be done. When we prayed over this past year, all the things that we prayed over, 
just think about the things that we have received from the Lord and week after week and some things, you know, we bring them back up and we just keep in the praying in the spirit, thanking God for things and not giving up that layering multiplication process that's going on in prayer. How important is that? It is so important. So you can see, I don't want us to look at praying the prayer of agreement so lightly as I think sometimes we do, okay? So in Acts 4, and I'm going to have to hurry here, I don't have a lot of time, but Acts 4, 24 and 31, you know the story there, it's the early church and there was a group and uh, some the disciples and um, they had been released, they went back, and the Bible says they went to their own company. You remember that? We've talked about it so many times. And there, they, in unity, in agreement, multiplied power, the Bible says they lifted up their voice to God. Now, I tell you, I've, I've told this before, but there's something about... Now, when we pray, many times what we do is, you know, someone will lead a prayer and people will listen so they can get in agreement and then they can cut loose on their own praying about the situation, pray in the Spirit, however, you know, whatever you can have freedom to do that, but you have to listen to somebody before you get in agreement. But there is a place in prayer where everybody, like they did in, in the book of Acts because they were being persecuted, uh, you know, told not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus and bless God, they weren't going to be stopped and they were taking this gospel out of the, of the hidden places into the cities, into the byways and the highways and the hedges and they were proclaiming Jesus. And they saw that they, you know, the disciples were being threatened and, and, and you know, knew that even death could come through this persecution. But the Bible said they lifted up their voice to God. God. This is what the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has to do in these last days. We've got to lift our voices up to God in unity, in harmony. And what does the, it say in verse number 31? It says the place where they were was shaken. You know what shook it? The powerful prayers of God's people. The powerful prayers of God's people ruling in the middle of their enemies that would persecute and come against and try to close the mouth of the church, the early church. That's what's happening today. They're trying to close the church's mouth. They're trying to make us be quiet. I don't know about you, but I don't think I will. What about you? I don't think I will. I'll think when I have opportunity, I'm going to share it. And I don't have to share it ugly and hatefully, and, but I can share it boldly. I can share it boldly. Amen? Okay. So there they were in one accord, praying, lifting up their prayers to the Lord. And there was a prayer that was prayed, Lord, give us boldness to speak your word. We need to pray that prayer for ourselves. Lord, give us boldness to speak your word. So many times, 
you know, we can be in situations and, you know, the, it's like I said, the world tries to shut you up, you know. If it's not politicians, it's Hollywood, you know, every, it's everybody wants you to shut up. And if you, if you can be like them, then you're okay. And if you're not, then we're intolerant to that. But we're going, we're going to say we're tolerant. Hmm. There's something about that. There's something about that that stirs me up. It just stirs me up. And I know it's what God's put in me. Okay, so in battles, listen to this real quickly here. Find someone to agree with you that has authority. Well, I just get anybody to pray for me. I don't want just anybody praying for me. What do I mean by authority? I mean spiritual muscles. I mean somebody that believes that something can happen. And there's a lot of people that go to church here that are in that category. You can find people in this place that are that way and they're strong in faith and they're strong in their ruling power. And they have authority. They have spiritual muscles. Amen? Then number two, find out what Scripture says about your need. When you're going to get in agreement, find out what the Word says about it. Number three, someone who is, find someone who is theologically in agreement with you. How are you going to get someone, now, you know, the background I came from, healing, you know, healing, was, it wasn't understood. It wasn't known that that is a covenant blessing given, you know, read Deuteronomy 30, you know, and Abraham's blessings are ours and find out what the blessings are. But, you know, I was in a denomination. I didn't know all of that. You know, I didn't know it. So you're not going to go to someone like that and get them to get in agreement with you about healing. You understand what I'm saying? you got to get someone who, ag who agrees with that truth. If, if you need finances, are you going to go get someone to agree with you that believes that poverty is a blessing from the Lord and this is God's will for your life? I, I wouldn't do it. Because you're not going to get anything. Because there's no agreement in that. You're asking for one thing and they're going to... You know, your associations are important. Now, you treat all people with love and kindness. But I'm going to tell you who you rub shoulders with in, in your spiritual walk with the Lord and in your local church. That is so important. Just don't get with anybody and everybody. Well, you know, unit, that's not unity. That's not unity. Unity is when you come around the things of the Lord, and it's like these people were in agreement. God, give us the word to speak boldly. You, you get in agreement with people. So who you spiritually associate with. Now, like, remember what I said. You don't mistreat people. You don't devalue them. And you don't treat them less than you. You're to honor people. But I'm talking about when you're walking with the Lord to receive from Him, then you got to know you get with your own company. In other words, you get with your own company. Okay, so... Here's those three things. And the fourth thing um, is persevere in your prayer together. 
Persevere in your prayer together. Don't give up. You pray in agreement. And there's some people, you know, a friend or, you know, someone that you know really well, they've asked you to pray. You just keep, you just keep pushing in. You just keep praying. And sometimes, you remember I talked about the layering? Sometimes those layers of, of just coming before the Lord, asking, seeking, knocking, Upon the door, what does he say? When you knock on that door, I'll open it. But sometimes, then you have to add fasting to your prayers. Why? Because there, there are certain levels of devils. And you got to know how to deal with it. Amen? That's all I'm going to say. That's enough, isn't it? But, but I think you get what I, I'm talking about. The, uh, the power prayer of agreement is not just a casual prayer, a light prayer, but it is a powerful prayer. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.